When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, the founder of No More Fake News, John Rappaport, uncovers a National Academy of Sciences experiment which seeks to find ways to force compliance of mass migration policies. How can we deliver this chemical to large numbers of people? Well, this is Brave New World. This is it. This is the whole idea. We want to reprogram the population to accept the world that we make for them. This podcast is brought to you by Bright Biz. If you own a business or you've dreamed of starting one, there's a helpful free guide with 36 business power tools proven to boost sales, increase income, simplify your life, and give you better results with less effort. Best of all, this business toolbox is yours absolutely free. And these are useful online tools that make doing almost anything a lot easier. Just visit freebusinesstoolbox.com to grab your copy. Yeah, I know, a lot of websites offer you a special deal or something, but then they stick you in some recurring program. This isn't like that. There's no hidden thing to try. BrightBiz is giving away this free guide as a means of putting their best foot forward. But all good things must come to an end, so don't wait. Grab your free guide today. Visit freebusinesstoolbox.com. freebusinesstoolbox.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Ah, Mondays. What was it Stephen Wright uh, used to say? Monday is a horrible way to spend one-seventh of your life? Well, I hope your Monday is going well. I hope it's going swimmingly. When does that expression come from, anyway? How did swimming become associated with something going well? It sounds like a British expression. How goes the battle, Lord Drinkwater? Swimmingly who obviously invented that uh, expression, never saw me swim. You know, for the longest time, I only did the backstroke. And then finally, someone asked me, why? Why do you only do the backstroke? 
I said, because I just ate lunch and I didn't want to swim on a full stomach. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed sometimes. Now, John Rappaport is incredibly smart and hardworking. And if it weren't for him, a lot of globalist schemes, a lot of progressive social engineering programs would simply slip by unnoticed until it's too late. Well, this veteran investigative journalist has done it again. He just sent me his latest dispatch, which you can read at nomorefakenews.com, perhaps the most credible alternative news source out there. And it's about this insidious mind control experiment that was conducted by the National Academy of Sciences. I'm going to let him explain it because John Rappaport as I say, has worked as an investigative reporter for 30 years and is the author of five books. He's written on medical fraud, deep politics, health issues for newspapers and magazines in the U.S. and Europe, including CBS Health Watch, Spin, Stern, L.A. Weekly. Uh, in fact, the L.A. Weekly placed John's name in nomination for a Pulitzer Prize for his interview with the president of Salvador University, where a military takeover had occurred. And as I say, he is the founder of the Wild popular alternative news site, nomorefakenews.com. John Rappaport, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you, my friend? I'm excellent and happy to be here. Great to have you. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this blog, your latest blog that you just sent me, and and people can read this up at nomorefakenews.com. Let me give the headline here. Outrageous chemical dosing experiment to force friendship toward migrants. This is uh, almost too bizarre to even contemplate, but what is this experiment all about exactly? Well, first of all, this is a study that was published by the National Academy of Sciences in the U.S., very prestigious scientific organization, very, very mainstream. And the study authors apparently believe that migration, you know, open borders, whatever, the floods of immigrants into Europe and the United States and other countries, uh, that's not really a political problem or an economic problem or a crime problem or any kind of problem except psychological. So they decided that they would run an experiment where they took a group of people, uh, Caucasian people, as they say in the study, divided up into two groups. Those who are already friendly toward migrants and the whole idea of mass immigration and those who are not, and dose them with a hormone called oxytocin, which has been called the love hormone. This is naturally occurring in the, in, in the, in the brain. Indeed. It's a neurotransmitter and a hormone. And to see what effect it would have. And they devised an experiment where, uh, you know, they could detect this from the before and the after. So what they noticed in the group that was already kind of friendly toward migrants, that it increased their friendliness. The other group, more, much more resistant, the hormone itself didn't do the trick, but then when they gave this group what they called, uh, what I would call social cues or social programming cues, plus the oxytocin, a remarkable change occurred. 
where even these people became friendly toward migrants. So the conclusion was that they had discovered as, what do they call it, the socio-biological underpinning of attitudes toward migrants, and they could influence this by providing, putting this chemical into people, this hormone, and giving them some kind of social programming at the same time. So how were they able to quantify this newfound altruism or enhanced altruism on the part of the one group that already had uh, sort of goodwill towards migrants? Well, they had uh, a series of questions. They sort of put it this way. If you were going to donate money as a charitable uh, offering, would you prefer to donate it to people, uh, you know, Native Americans and not in Indians, but, you know, people already living here or to migrants? That was the key question. And so they could detect from the answers before and after the chemical dosing what changed or didn't change. That was the way they set it up. And this was also, was this also a double blind sort of placebo controlled experiment? Did they have control groups and uh, that had no oxytocin administered and so forth? Uh, no, I believe that it was just these two groups that they split apart. And whether the researchers knew up front uh, which group uh, they were dealing with um, is not clear to me from reading the study. Okay. But again, the point here is they're trying to figure out a way to counter what they call xenophobia towards migrants. And they've figured out that by administering this hormone, oxytocin, uh, which I think you called, what did you call it? The hug, the hug uh, molecule it's, or something? Yeah, it's called the hug molecule, the love hormone. You know, it produces, it tends to produce in people feelings of, uh, you know, closeness, love and so forth. Although, keep in mind, it also can have severe adverse effects. So this is not something that you just give people. Interesting point. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, a hormone hormone re replacement therapy, for example, is very controversial. So we're talking about things like uh, testosterone and um, uh, the, the female equivalent um, estrogen. So you start playing around with hormone levels. There could be unintended consequences. And, and the study didn't address that. No, because they figured that a one-time dose was not going to produce anything horrendous. But of course, in real life, obviously you would have to give this many times in order to try to create an ongoing effect. But the, the interesting thing here is for those that had um, – the second group of this 183 Caucasians, the second group of participants had exhibited some resistance to migrants in the country. They had to be, the, the oxytocin had to be paired with 
social programming um, right. in order for it to be effective. Yes. So there was, in, you know, some type of encouragement or language that uh, was pre-planned to be used by the study authors that they thought in combination with the hormone would have a significant effect, and they were right. The question that jumps out immediately is, why? Why are they, yeah. why are they studying this, and under whose directive? Uh, this, I don't know. I'm not sure where the funding came from uh, right now, but... You know, this is this is mind control. Okay, let's let's be you know upfront about it. It's so it's uh, chemical programming. It's re an attempt to reprogram people's attitudes uh, in a way that would be uh, irresistible. You know, so questions about uh, whether or not there should be open borders. How many immigrants should be uh, permitted to come in? What about illegal immigration? What should be the ceiling number, if any, on immigrants? What about the financial costs to the states or countries uh, that would accrue? Uh, Crime, uh, upward surges of crime and so forth. Terrorism. All of this was put to the side. Uh, These are irrelevant. We're not even considering this, <clears throat> and they didn't. For them, it was just a chemical situation that they thought they could uh, use in order to change people's attitudes and make them essentially into different people. It's like they're laying the groundwork uh, for... Something uh, severe, severely ramping up the number of of migrants, uh, let's say, coming into into the United States or uh, Canada, I suppose, at some point. But Trump recently removed the uh, the U.S. from uh, the U.N.'s um, sort of mass migration program. In other words, up until recently. The United Nations was directing countries on how many migrants they should take and from where. In other words, they totally ceded their a huge part of their immigration policy to the UN. But Trump has has pulled back from that, correct? Apparently so. Uh, his statements from week to week uh, seem to vary, so it's hard to get a fix on exactly uh, what he would settle for. Let's say in the way of legislation or. Uh, making executive orders or, you know, and then there's court cases that come about. So it's, for me, it's hard to get a read exactly on what he would settle for. But, you know, he's made many statements that he wants to build a wall and he wants to exclude many people from coming here because he considers that they are dangerous and so on. How is uh, uh, sorry? In go Europe, ahead. by the way, mm-hmm. in Europe, by the way, it's really the European Union that is uh, doing what you just mentioned that the UN is doing, and of course, some countries are going along with it, and a few are not. So it's this superstructure of globalism, whether it's the European Union or the United Nations, that has this very insistent agenda 
that floods of migrants from all over the world should be permitted to resettle uh, basically in in all countries, any countries, any time. That's the globalist policy that they've been trying to enforce. Right, right. And um, you have a great uh, quote in your article uh, here. Uh, not, let me see if I can find it. it basically, you're, you're talking about how, you know, if you have a problem with um, mass migration into your country, uh, you have a problem with your oxytocin level. So they've reduced it uh, <laughs> to pure materialism. Exactly. You have an oxytocin deficit, and we can correct that. That's basically the attitude. And yes, I would say that this study does indicate uh, it's a kind of a prelude to saying, look, this flood of migrants is not going to stop. And uh, so we have to do something in order to change people's attitudes. I mean, that's the whole of the study. And you would expect follow-up studies, uh, further reports, other people uh, trying the same experiment, maybe in larger groups. Uh, in other words, these uh, people are basically saying, look, human beings are, are nothing more than biological machines. They have no free will. They're programmed inherently from birth or before. So we can change that if we want to. We can do some new kind of programming. That's okay. And how is the how is the oxytocin uh, administered uh, in in these in this experiment? I'm not sure whether it's injection or it's uh, oral. Not sure. But in, in answer to a point that you raised earlier, yes, this uh, study tends to be predictive in the sense that it's saying, look, there's going to be a continual flood of migrants from some countries to other countries all over the world, and we have to deal with this. And this is a way of doing it. So while I don't expect some government out in the open to say we would approve of mass treatment of the population with oxytocin, there are covert ways to do this. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, so, if, you know, we have to keep that in mind. Uh, uh, you know, you put you can put this in food. You can um, I don't know whether you could spray it in the air and have the same effect. But certainly there is some kind of research underway uh, that is not published based on this idea. How can we deliver this chemical to large numbers of people? Well, this is Brave New World. I mean, this is it. This is the whole idea. We want to reprogram the population to accept uh, the world that we make for them. Oxytocin is oxytocin is the new soma. Exactly. That would be you know the latest edition up till now of soma, the drug described by Huxley in his novel Brave New World. And you would probably see, I'm sure, research done, well, can we think up something that's even better or a different version of oxytocin? And, Why not? 
as you point out in in your in your blog, this this is a government directive. Everyone will be happy. Uh, this reminds me. It's probably close to fifteen years ago. I remember reading this in USA Today. And it was uh, someone had intercepted a, a memo between two government agencies. And uh, it was it was published probably like towards the back of the first section. Just a little story about the U.S. government had contemplated in the eventuality of some sort of economic disorder breakdown. Uh, they thought about putting Prozac or lithium. I think it was lithium in the public drinking water. Do you remember that story? I do, and they still talk about it. They still talk about it. In fact, I have it on good authority that a researcher, this was also some years ago, who thought that Ritalin, which is basically a form of speed, amphetamines given to millions of children for uh, ADHD, hyperactivity disorder, should be put in the drinking water. Give it to everybody. Just give it to everybody. There are people like this in academia, in the government, in the military, in the intelligence community. With lithium, you know, lithium is supposedly uh, a treatment for bipolar disease. But it really, among the multiple uh, adverse effects, very serious adverse effects, it tends to sedate people. It just makes them kind of blank, blah, passive. So that would be the effect if you started dropping lithium into the drinking water. And uh, oxytocin, um, I mean, a lot of vaccines now have uh, sort of a nasal spray equivalent. So you mentioned the, the possibility of pumping it into the air. Uh why not? I mean, I'm sure they must have a nasal spray for this by now. Oh, I'm sure they've looked at various uh, what they would call routes of transmission. You know, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, how would we distribute this on a mass basis? Anytime the uh, military intelligence community gets into the act, they're right away thinking of mass effects. How do we do that? If we, if we were to do that, how would we do that? You also uh, sort of uh, speculate on, you know, the next study, which could be let's cut testosterone and see what happens. How much of it do we need to reduce before men just lie around and play with toys and dolls? I mean, we're already seeing that, uh, whether it's by design or it's some adverse effect in the uh, in, in the environment. Uh, we're seeing this. Uh, uh, sperm counts, of course, going way down. Uh, we are seeing this um, uh, gender sort of uh, gender bending. bending, gender bending, and sort of uh, yeah. It's I, I suspect that they're already busy working on this. Well, uh, the feminization of men can occur through pesticides because uh, you've got hormonal effects, estrogen effects. And of course, some of these pesticides have been around for a very long time. That used to be cited in the literature, even in the mainstream press. 
but the stories have faded and gone away for the most part in the mainstream. But absolutely, yes. There's been tinkering that's going on in various ways for a long time. Or uh, scientists wake up one day and they say, gee, you know, uh, these chemicals are having a feminizing effect on men. Hmm. Okay. And then other people come along and say, well, actually, this is a pretty good idea. Let's uh, keep on doing this because this is what we want. And the we here, again, would be, look, anybody who wants to control large numbers of people would like to make those people as passive as possible. Exactly. Because that's that's what you do. You, if you are a tyrannical, you try to figure out every possible way you can to pacify the population that you're trying to control so that it becomes easier. You don't want lots of very healthy, vigorous, alert, independent, resistant uh, people running around as individuals in a society where you're trying to bring down the hammer of control from the top. So you're going to do multiple avenues of research to try to figure out how to make these people more passive. And this experiment, which, I mean, I can't uh, overstate how outrageous it is, this oxytocin study, is just uh, one of the branches of exploration here. But it's a major one because if you actually read the study, and I give the citation in my article, you can read that the authors are in the background uh, part of the study. They're saying, well, look, the floods of migrants, this is an ongoing situation that isn't going away, and we have to look for ways to deal with this because not everybody is on board with the program. So they assume that it's a righteous and good and proper thing to do and it's going to keep on happening. So let's see what we can do to change the chemical balance inside human beings so that they become acclimated and friendly toward the whole idea it's almost well, yeah go ahead wow you know how about other policies of government right yeah you, you forget you, immigration for the moment what about gun control yeah you have, we have what a vaccine if, for that <laughs> right exactly what about vaccination where you're seeing larger and larger numbers of people resisting the, the idea of mandated vaccines any corrupt program of enforcement is going to look for ways to make people accept it and become more passive. But the the scary part is, as you allude in your in your blog, is that you suspect most people will be okay with this. I think extraordinary numbers of people are so dumbed down that they don't see uh, the forest for the trees. People who for example, suppose you went to uh, a whole throng of people who would call themselves pro-immigration, and you explain to them the study and, and the hormone, 
and you were enthusiastic about it. And you said, look, there's something we can do here that would really change things. And I just would like to get a sense of how you feel about this. I am sure that you would get many, many people saying yes and raising their hands and so forth that would approve of this whole idea because for them, human beings are units. They don't think of humans as having free will or that they should have free will and make decisions or that freedom, is liberty are essential uh, to human beings and to individuals. None of that makes any sense to these people. They just have an agenda that they want to see fulfilled. And if you give them a way uh, to do that that they haven't thought of, surprising numbers of people are going to agree. And I would lay this to a significant degree at the door of the education system because mm -hmm. the whole notion of what is an individual, what is an individual human being? Are we talking about a biological machine that is programmed and can be reprogrammed? Or are we talking about something more? Are we talking about a spiritual dimension or are we are we saying that freedom really exists to make choices and uh, it's a platform from which to launch uh, action and so on and so forth. You know, this kind of education doesn't take place anywhere in our system. So you're going to get large numbers of people who've never thought about it, who don't care about it on whose radar it doesn't even register. So you come along with a chemical solution and a lot of people say, well, yeah, this sounds fantastic. How can you do this? Can we deliver it to millions of people all at once? What's that saying? People are sheep and TV is the shepherd. Don't be sheep, people. Uh, if you're gonna choose an animal to emulate, choose a dog, a fierce, loyal, intelligent. Do you have a dog, John? I guess you can't hear me. But if, if you have a dog, would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence to eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? A woman named Adrian Ferricelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. Our brains are capable of learning new behaviors. Well, your dog's brain has the same plasticity. With the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. When this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. realbusinessbargains.com. Oh, don't forget about our weekly draw for a chance to win of one of my Strange Planet CDs, a collection of my radio feature that airs up here in Kanakistan. It's real simple to participate. Just rate and review this podcast, grab a screenshot of that, and then email it to me at richardsarrett one at gmail.com. And don't forget to include your full name and mailing address. All the entries go into the ginormous cheese puffs jar. Be sure to listen to Friday's podcast when I draw the name of one lucky winner. Good luck.
The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. The legendary John Rappaport from No More Fake News is here, and we're talking about the National Academy of Sciences experiment designed to force compliance and acceptance of mass migration policies through the use of chemical mind control. This is not a conspiracy. This is an actual study by the NAS. You mentioned the the education system. Uh, this is what I, I keep saying is this the progressive movement as it exists right now is represents an existential threat to Western civilization. I, I think it's far more dangerous than ISIS, uh, and it's right under our nose uh, where our children are going to school, in many cases well-meaning teachers, who are delivering this doctrine that we are essentially meat machines. And under the materialist philosophy, ultimately there is no such thing as free will because it, we're just we're a machine. You, you, you put in data and outcomes are predictable. So there's no such thing as free will. Therefore, there's no freedom. And this is why progressivism always ends in totalitarianism and violence. Why can't the left see this? Well, first of all, <laughs> the education system is one major reason. And I'm talking about the system from the beginning when kids first go to school all the way through. That's one reason. And the other reason, I think, which, again, refers back to education, responsibility, the idea that you uh, you pick your future, you put all your effort and willpower and intelligence and creative ability into it to try to make, you know, your vision of your own future come true, uh, the old virtues and so on and so forth have been intentionally erased from the society to the greatest degree possible. I mean, this is not just an accident. The whole idea of the American Republic Mm -hmm. and what it stood for was something that the planners, and I could talk about, say, the Carnegie Foundation, for example, in the early 20th century, was determined to eradicate. We've got to get rid of this. This is not the kind of society that we're aiming for here. We're aiming for Brave New World, the planned society, where everybody has a niche, everybody is assigned a certain function, and uh, you know we eliminate war, we substitute peace, but at what cost? We are reprogramming the human race. This is what you call the push forward toward a technocratic future. I, uh, I see glimpses of that here in Canada, certainly already. We have um, a prime minister up here, uh, Justin Trudeau, who is on record as saying that Canada has no core identity. Uh, and similar things have been, have been said by uh, government ministers in Sweden. I think of, of any country that's sort of the furthest along on this road towards a technocracy, it is, is Sweden, where vir- virtually all of the political parties in that country are on side. There is no dissent. Absolutely. So when something dire happens, such as the sudden waves of migrants coming into the country who have absolutely no connection to the country 
and start committing uh, crimes at an accelerating rate, people just a lot of people just stand around shaking their head and looking at each other. They have no clue as to what to do. They are like, uh, if you people have ever read H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, The Time Machine or seen the movie, if I'm remembering this correctly, one of the places where the protagonist takes his time machine into the future, there are, it's a divided society. There are the people on the surface and the people who live below ground. And the people who live below ground, I believe, were called the Eloi. And they were extremely weak, passive clueless sort of people that were herded around and you know perhaps they thought they were living in the best of all possible worlds because they knew no other well this happens to countries when the idea of individualism is uh, taken away when people try to eradicate it and say no 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 we don't want that we want the group, we want the mass, we want the collective, where everybody gets everything that we can possibly give them. And then, of course, you see the outcome. The outcome is people are just uh, blanks. And uh, the the elites uh, are, I guess, in this scenario, would be the Morlocks. They're the ones in this sophisticated, uh, technologically advanced underground, and then they come up and they feed on the Eloy, the sheep. Yes, it, it either, I can't remember <clears throat> whether they, you know, the controllers are underground or they're above ground, but that's basically the division. The division is between those who are going to be harvested and the harvesters. Now in Brave New World, it's much more complex and sophisticated. Because Huxley, when he wrote the novel, gee, it must be 80 years ago now, more, he sat around and he tried to dream up every kind of reprogramming that could possibly exist. And he piled it all into the novel to create a new society. What would we have to do? And so he, you know, he put everything in there, including synthetic birth without a mother in a factory, conditioning during the period of uh, gestation, uh, a society where the most basic physical pleasures were exalted as the highest ideal, in fact, the only ideal. No more family, no more traditional family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and this was his vision of what the controllers would call utopia, but he obviously looked at as dystopia. Yeah, human relations, families, uh, it's all too messy, too unpredictable, too many variables. We have to get rid of all of that. That's the idea. This is... People have to understand that the globalist technocratic planners, they are looking at algorithms, formulas, equations, mass control, systems of organization that uh, under whose umbrella you could have billions of people. So they don't want any kinds of variables in their plan. 
they want to eliminate those variables because they're not friendly. How did you find out about this chemical dosing experiment at the National Academy of Sciences? Did you have to go digging for it or was it in the paper? You know, somebody asked me that today and I can't remember uh, because this is actually a repost of an article that I wrote some months ago. And I don't remember originally where I found the study or where, whether there was an article about it somewhere. But obviously, uh, it was not a, a major story in the press. Nobody, you know, from that area thought it was significant enough to raise any red flags about because it was a progressive left agenda. So they just let it slide. <laughs> it should be a huge. This is a huge yeah. story. They're studying yeah. the National Academy of Sciences, which is taxpayer funded, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's an agency of the, the federal government, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. Right. Uh, that's my – whatever it is, they have enjoyed a very, very long history of prestige. They uh, – they choose their members. You know, you are selected to be a member, which is very prestigious. And they do many studies. They publish the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. They're not worried about money or funding or whether they're going to endure. They're permanent. And again, let me remind people of the the title of this study, again, from the, the National Academy of Sciences. The title of the study is Oxytocin Enforced Norm Compliance Reduces Xenophobic Outgroup Rejection. They're looking for ways to enforce norm compliance uh, by by messing around with the chemicals in our body, introducing uh, different hormone levels, uh, and so forth. Uh, so what do we do with this information? What do we? How are we supposed to to one process it and two how do we how do we fight back well my strategy is always is to uh expose it and to try to get as many people as possible to um spread the word take the article uh send it all over the place uh you know the usual listen to this show this conversation that we're having alert people to it uh, if it's archived uh, okay here's the link go listen you know so that the level of first of all understanding of what's going on come you know comes into view among many people and hopefully enough people who are awake to register tremendous outrage at this and you know like anything else in the independent media you start in a way from the bottom and you apply pressure upward to uh, expose corruption and embarrass as many people as possible with the truth not just screaming but the truth about what's happening and the implications uh, this is how it begins I wonder if anyone has ever forwarded this story to uh, Tucker Carlson maybe Maybe I'll do that right after we say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I think he might be just the kind of person who would uh, see it for what it is. Uh, Because 
he's uh, he's a guy who he analyzes data and then he gets outraged because he can't believe that something is going on uh, that is going on. So he would be a perfect guy. Absolutely. John Rappaport, what would we do without people like you who are, um, you know, always on the outlook or on the, uh, the, the lookout for, for these types of stories, bringing them to our attention? This is an absolute outrage, received zero news coverage, and it's a huge scandal. Well, this is why I keep on touting independent media. And, uh, of course, it's spreading all over the Internet. There are uh, countless numbers of blogs and websites of varying quality devoted to exposing stories that don't make it uh, onto television or in the mainstream press. And this has to, you know, despite the efforts of uh, giant corporations to censor this kind of news, uh, it has to get out and it has to be spread by people. They can't simply rely on the idea that it's going to be picked up somewhere and it's going to become a major story. They have to help it along. John, how do people get a hold of your uh, your fabulous CD-ROM series on The Matrix? Well, uh, there are three collections, and they can read the contents and see what's there just by coming to my website, nomorefakenews.com. I'm writing stories every day, have been for the last, uh, I guess it's 17 years now, and uh, they can get on a free email list and uh, see what's what. John, always a pleasure. Thank you. You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. Thank you, Richard. Always great to be on with you. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to give you an inside scoop on what's coming up on episode 45 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Before that, your body deserves the best, but how do you choose the very best nutritional supplements or even know what's in them? Life Extension has been helping people stay healthy for over 35 years. Just like with the foods you eat, the quality, purity, and potency of the ingredients in your nutritional supplements really do matter. Life Extension Supplements set the gold standard for supporting weight loss, heart, brain, bone, joint, eye, skin, sexual health, and so much more. Their formulas are based on the latest scientific research and clinically validated dosages. That's one reason why 98% of their customers recommend Life Extension to their friends and family. Every Life Extension product is backed by a total satisfaction guarantee. The bottom line? Life Extension is the brand you can trust with your health. Check out Life Extension products with special savings. Visit SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com. Coming up on the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, a spiritual warrior discusses some of the countless exorcisms he's performed. He'll reveal his battle against the dark forces. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... 
we need constant petting. 